King over all the earth, and we praise you for that. We pray you bless this study of Second Peter 2 for your honor and glory in your precious name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. Again, you tune into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition with Vic Batista and Nathan Jones as we're talking about. The prophetic book of 2 Peter. And today's program is sponsored by Calvary Broward, Calvary Aventura, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. And you can find more information here on www.twave.tv. Also want to encourage those of you that are tuned in. If you want to earn your degree in the wonderful studies of eschatology and biblical prophecy, evangelism, get a hold of us at 305-992-9537 and we'll give you more information as to how you can get involved and grow in our school of ministry. And of course, if you find yourself in the Aventura Hollandale area, why not drop by and say hello to us? We're located at 1000 Foster Road, Hollandale, Florida, 33009. And we meet on Sundays at 9 a.m. in Spanish and 11 a.m. in English. And Wednesdays at 7.30, the truth will set you free as we make our way through the Minor Prophets, the book of Zechariah. So again, we're excited about what God is going to do today as we look at the book of 2 Peter. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to our program. Nathan, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Pleasure to be on, brother. I, I, wow, what do we know? A uh, year and a half we've been doing these radio programs. And, uh, they're just the highlight of the week. I so appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, actually, you know, Nathan, I think it's been a little longer than that. I think we're going on two years at least. Are we really? Two yes. Years? Yes, we are. Amazing. And you know, Nathan, that's covered the amazing amount of topics over the years. Yeah, I, well, Nate, you and I have been together even longer than that because I have programs dating that back over five years. <laughs> yeah, we did quite a number in 2010 and took a break. And then, uh, brother, you're running more than this, this program, right? Do you have like five different programs that you're running? Oh, we have a number of programs during the week. Yes, Nathan. But, uh, you know, Nate, you are right, though, because you and I first started doing the radio. The TV aspects of things has been like a year and a half, so absolutely. Well, the technology is amazing. <laughs> Just think how far we're going. Even the fact that you're on Facebook Live shows how much the technology has changed. And yeah. It's always exciting to see how you use that technology as new as it comes out to reach people for Christ. Well, Nathan, we, we want to take advantage of, of sharing the gospel. I mean, yesterday was this... Uh, whole political event, the election, and they were also using the Facebook Live. So we should jump on that same features, right, Nate? Oh, yeah. Facebook Live is usually popular. I know you tweet cast, and, uh, of course, your website at twave.tv. And, brother, we here at Lamb of Ministries, we're trying to use all those different technologies, too, to reach people for Christ. Absolutely. And, Nathan, I am so excited because that is one thing that I have to say. Uh, you guys do an excellent job there at Lamb Lion Ministry. Uh, I'm also excited because of the wonderful resources that you put forth. And uh, before we continue, Nate, can you just share your contact information and where people can maybe get a hold of these incredible resources and Lamb Lion so they can grow in their relationship with Jesus? Well, Dr. David Reagan founded Lamb Lion Ministries back in 1980. And since then, we've building a repository of all the teachings that he's done and others who have been associated with Lamb Lion Ministries into our website at landline.com or ChristandProphecy.org. There you'll find a wealth of information. Our television show, Christ and Prophecy, which has been on now since 2002. We have many articles, social networks you can uh, sign up for, and newsletters. Uh, we have articles, a daily blog, short videos. Uh, brother, you name it. We want the gospel to get out there to people and, and get them excited about Jesus' soon return. So check us out. 
Landlion.com or Oh, thank you so much, Nathan. And Nathan, I'm so excited because I saw one of your short videos, Inbox Number Five. Can you talk to us about that very briefly? Well, our television show runs, as most do, about half an hour. And as uh, people are on the Internet and they, they trove through information so quickly, they don't always dedicate a half hour to learning uh, anything. Really. Right. Two to four minutes seem to be the standard now. So we wanted to meet that need, and so we started creating a series called The Inbox, which is a uh, Answers for the End Times. It's a short video. It runs, uh, most of them are running two, five, six minutes at the most. And they teach you a little aspect about Bible prophecy and have different questions. And so um, we are now at five of the episodes. So you can find us on our website at uh, ChristandProphecy.org, and you can find us on our YouTube channel, which is Christ and Prophecy. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan. And for those of you that are watching us live, uh, you can see there, again, just all these incredible resources uh, that you can get a hold of. And also, uh, Nathan, um, of course, we're not going to um, talk too much in regards to it, but your last one had to do with the rapture uh, of the church. And uh, if I may ask, uh, how were you led to creating uh, the, this last episode? Well, what I'm trying to do with the earlier inboxes is get the big 30-foot level questions that the ministry gets a lot. Uh, some people, you know, they'll read an article or something as a response to their questions, but uh, some, so, some people are video-driven. I, I myself love to learn by the video. Yes. And so that's what we did. Uh, we, so we created a number of addressing the larger issues in Bible prophecy, and over time we'll, we'll get down to the nitty-gritty questions, but for now we're getting to the the big questions, and, and one of them is, is about the rapture of the church. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of misconceptions. Yes. There's a lot of good teachers out there, but they're confused about the rapture. They're not teaching the right things as the Bible teaches. And so we created this particular inbox, number five, to address the misconceptions about the rapture. Mm, excellent point. Thank you so much, Nathan. For those of you that are watching us live, again, you can check out some of this incredible information. And it is so important to have sound doctrine. You know, Nathan, one of the things that... I, that we find is that people need to uh, be educated in biblical prophecy according to the Bible in the right theology because we find people following individuals just because they're popular or maybe because they got a lot of hits on YouTube, but they never stop to consider the theology behind it and is it biblically accurate. And that's what I love about what you're doing is that everything you put forth is all biblically accurate and sound and it's not confusing. That's what I love at Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia. Uh, Pastor Joe Foch used to always say, no, don't listen to me. Go home and, and read up and make sure I'm teaching you the right thing. Yeah. And unfortunately, as Christians, we can get lazy, and we have a, a favorite teacher or teachers, and they're almost like superstars. You know, they can yes. do no wrong to... And there's people just like the rest of us who are learning the Bible, and they're struggling with different aspects, and their views might change as they learn new things. But uh, instead of... You know, think for themselves, we'll just do whatever these teachers say. And uh, a lot of times these teachers are, are, are learning as we're learning. So it's very right. important that we, it's uh, an overused term, but the Bereans, the good Bereans, we get in the Bible, and we study ourselves to verify what these, these pastors and teachers are teaching, which yeah. rolls right into the topic that we're talking about today in Second Peter, which is false teachers. Yeah. Not teachers that are maybe confused about an issue and correct themselves, but the very false teachers who are out there teaching wrong for the purpose of diverting and distracting people away from the truth of Jesus Christ. Wow, Nathan, what a wonderful segue uh, you just made for us as we look at the prophetic book of Second Peter chapter 2. And uh, in our last study, we stopped around verse 14. 
And, and we did. We dove into this. We actually mentioned some names about people that are really considered false prophets and false teachers based on their false doctrines. And Peter has a long list in how we can identify who these individuals are. So Nathan, I would love for you to continue to take us there through Second uh, Peter chapter 2. And we want to encourage anyone watching or listening, hey, get a Bible and be a Berean. Follow along with us and see what the Scriptures have to say for yourself. Thanks, Nathan. Amen. All right. Let's uh, be good Bereans. We're back <laughs> a little. I'm going to start with verse 12 because the section on the depravity of false teachers yes. runs from 12 to 17. But these, like natural brute beasts, may be caught and destroyed, speak evil of the things they do not understand, and will utterly perish in their own corruption, and will receive the wages of unrighteousness as those who counted pleasure to carouse in the daytime. They are spots and blemishes, carousing in their own deceptions while they feast with you, mm. having eyes full of adultery that, that cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. They have a heart painting covetous practices and are accursed children. They have forsaken the right way and gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, mm. but he was rebuked for his iniquity. A dumb donkey, speaking with a man's voice, restrained the madness of the prophet. <laughs> These are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Whoa. Uh, Nathan, I think that's quite an indictment there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peter wasn't known to hold back. He was the, the one apostle who always seemed to have wow. in his mouth or spoke up. And uh, clearly, he's very angry while he's writing this. And he, he's pretty much cursing these false prophets and calling them out and showing them for what they are. Wow. Uh, in it for themselves, in it for the money. You know, Nathan, and wow, I, I mean, you know, sometimes, you know what's interesting? People will get mad at you and I if we call people out and mention certain names, right? But here, Peter, he didn't care. I mean, he went for it. He said exactly what they were. He called them, uh, in a sense, animals, uh, because he recognized the deception that they were bringing, right? Amen. Well, the Bible strongly believes this and teaches that we need to call out false prophets and false teachers based on using the Bible as a litmus test. Deuteronomy particularly points out that you can identify a false prophet because their prophecies do not come true. And so there's nothing wrong with judging uh, somebody based on their teaching. Now, we're right. not to judge based on the motives, because only God knows the heart and God knows the motives. But uh, we know the false prophets' motives because the Bible tells us what they are, and the false prophets' motives are their own lusts. They're, they're what they can get out of it. Money, uh, sex, uh, you name it, uh, power, they're in it for themselves. And they're going to destroy the faith of the people out there and pull what's called unstable people away from their foundation of the mm. gospel. Excellent point. And you know, Nathan, and that's why we need to take this very seriously. The Bible talks about false teachers and false prophets. Uh, doctrine is very, very important. And, and verse 15 says, uh, For they have forsaken the right way and gone astray, following the ways of Balaam, uh, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of righteousness. Can you talk to us a little bit about this Nathan Jones? Uh, this name keeps coming up. Also, we find in the book of Revelation with the churches. Can you uh, maybe clarify with us what was going on with that? Well, certainly. Balaam is an interesting story. You have to go way back to when the Israelites were roaming around the Sinai Desert for 40-some years. And uh, they haven't gone into the Promised Land yet. 
And there was a king from of Moab, and that would be in Jordan today on the uh, east side of the Jordan River, and his name was Balak. And he hired a false prophet named Balaam to go and put a curse on the Israelites. Right. Uh, the Moabites obviously did not want the Israelites, who were the relatives, coming up into the land. So he sent Balaam out to make a curse. Well, he journeyed in, uh, pretty far. He was going to go and uh, make a curse on the Israelites. But Balak believed that uh, he needed to ask God for his permission. Uh, he wasn't a God follower. He was a polytheist. He believed in many gods, particularly Baal, hence his name, Baalim. But uh, he was going to anyway go and curse Israel. God said, no, you can't. And so Balaam, as he's traveling, God stops him just like God stopped Jonah by putting a, you know, getting a big fish out and swallowing them. <laughs> and this is one of the wilder stories of the Bible. Balaam's donkey stopped. And through the donkey, the Lord spoke to Balaam and basically told him, you cannot go and curse the Israelites. So instead, God through Balaam, uh, against Balaam's wishes, obviously, went and produced uh, blessings, four very vivid messages that God had for the Israel. Right. That uh, he would uh, preach truth, and he spoke. Now, he even spoke a future prophecy about uh, the scepter and the stars in Numbers 24, yeah. which was a prophecy about the coming of Jesus Christ. And so, where man meant for evil, God used for good, and he turned Balaam, a false prophet, and made him preach a message of blessing against Israel. Now, he wasn't a good guy. He wasn't. He didn't end right. his life. Uh, he, he was full of just as unstable and greedy as anything else. And he ended up uh, being punished for it, and he died because uh, he had tried to get the Israelites, uh, even though he couldn't curse them, to worship Baal and become yeah. polytheists. So, in the end, it was still about his own lust. But it's yeah. an amazing story in Numbers. A book almost nobody ever reads right. in the Bible. You know, I mean, how many people go to Numbers? But nothing sprinkled around Numbers are these great stories. And Balaam throughout the Bible yeah. is always pointed out to as a, the perfect example of a false prophet. I mean, Nathan, listen, if God uses a donkey to be able... I, I, this is just amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't even know if a donkey has the right vocal cords or even mouth ability to, to you know, produce verbal words. So clearly I think it was the Lord or right. the angel of the Lord speaking through the donkey. Good point. But, you know, it's one of those stories that, that of course, skeptics always mock in the Bible about. But it's totally believable when you think it's God just speaking through the donkey. And that, that's what happened. And so Balaam's false prophet ended up having to go and instead bless Israel. But again, he wasn't a follower of God. He tried to entice Israelites away through Baal worship. Yeah. And he was killed for it. Well, and they think rightly so, because that's what false prophets produce, false doctrine. And then false doctrine causes deception among the people and the churches in the book of Revelation. Right, Nate? We see so many that they started walking after the gods of that time because someone came in, whether it's the spirit of Jezebel, whatever the case might be, right? And look at the judgment that came upon them because of deviating away from the truth of God. So this is a serious thing that we're talking about. Right, right. Uh, Balaam died at the hands of the Midianites in the battle, Numbers 31 uh, 8, Joshua 13, 22. So he got his just desserts. But even back before Moses passed the mantle of leadership onto Joshua, God had told Moses that the Israelites would end up falling away from him and they would end up following Baal. And they did that because they didn't follow through what Joshua was commanded to do, to destroy all the Canaanites. Right. The Canaanites were 
grossly, grossly evil people. And uh, the Israelites were supposed to go in and take the land, and as God's punishment on these evil people, destroy them. But they kind of, over time, gave up and lost the will and let them coexist, but they never could quite coexist. It's very similar to the Israelites, uh, Israelis and the Palestinians today, leaving uh, the people group mixed among them, causing trouble right. and strife constantly. And to this day, the Israelites or Israelis have not learned that lesson. And they haven't cast out the false gods that, that like Balaam brought with Baal. Mm. And been punished for it. They've been exiled twice out of the land. But God always is meant to keep a remnant of Israel yes. safe. And uh, we see that remnant back in the land today. And that means, that's a prophecy of the fig tree that Jesus Christ is coming soon. Woo! Praise the Lord. That is fantastic. Thank you so much, Nathan. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you are tuned into The Truth Will Set Your Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're going through a verse-by-verse look at the prophetic book of 2 Peter, as we find ourselves there in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 16, talking about this incredible story of uh, Balaam. And uh, Nathan, you know, this is very serious because it's true, false prophets and false teachers have really nothing to offer. At the end, uh, you end up empty. In verse 17 that you read for us, it says, these were wells without water, clouds carried by the tempest, for whom is reserved the blackest of darkness forever. And I mean, what good is a well if it doesn't have water? What good are clouds, right, Nathan, <laughs> if they don't produce anything? Excellent point. These false prophets are, are false. They're, they're two-dimensional. There's nothing to them. There's no truth to them whatsoever. Right. And they bring no spiritual benefit, no message from the Lord. Uh, they're, they're in it for themselves. And brother, we see today false prophets out there who are in it for themselves. The money, the fame, it's not about the Lord. Right. They just use the Lord's name to get what they want. And what's reserved for them? The blackness of darkness forever. And yeah. that's a description of hell. Even though it's a place of flame and fire and heat, the Bible describes hell also as a place of darkness, Dark. outer darkness. Yeah. And that's what we think. These people are destined to hell. And those who follow them will follow them to hell. Mm. Terrible tragedy. Excellent point. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, our lines are open 305 992 9537 or 321 end time 321-363-8463. For those of you watching us live via social media, Hey, post your questions or your comments for Nathan Jones or myself there. If it's Facebook or Twitter or Twitcasting, and we would love to be able to take uh, those uh, questions and talk a little bit about this. But again, a very important subject matter. A lot of deception out there today, and we need to uh, follow closely to the Word of God. Thank you so much, Nate. Yeah, Nate, continue to take us through. I uh, mean, there's a lot of context here, but this is a powerful passage. You want me to finish the rest of the chapter? I think, Nathan, that will be fantastic because, again, it's just a lot here. And uh, I think that will help those that are watching and listening. Maybe they don't have a Bible. At least they can listen into the verses. Right, right. Well, you know, verses and chapters were added much later. So this That's is a message from Peter warning his church. Then the message continued. It wasn't a break here. Uh, verse 18. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lusts of the flesh through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. Mm. While they promise the liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. For if, after they escape the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter is worse for them mm. in the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness wow. than having known it. 
to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it happened to them, according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit, and a sow, having washed, to her wallow in the mire. Wow. Again, Nathan, this is, these are powerful indictments uh, against the reality of someone that's, that has known the correct way and then they forsake the correct way. Uh, you gave the illustration of Balaam there. Uh, and uh, wow, I mean, here, verse 18 talks about the way that they speak. It says, great swelling words. And then it says, e- emptiness, right? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like hot air balloons, man. <laughs> they're just full of nothing. They talk and they sound great and... They offer so much. Sounds like politics. <laughs> oh, there's this one particular group right now that's desperate to get on our Facebook group. We have a Christ and Prophecy Facebook group, over 10,000 people there discussing God's prophetic word. Right. And frequently we have false teachers who try to join up so they can proliferate their teaching. One of them is a new group called the Chinese Lightning, which is the wow. colloquial for them. And they're the Church of the Almighty God. And you watch their videos, and they seem so clean-cut, and everything's neat and clean, and they keep speaking about all this different stuff about the Bible, but it doesn't make sense. It's like right. cutting a, you know verses into little clips and then just gluing them all together. It, it sounds kind of holy, but it makes no sense whatsoever. Now, there's a dark side to this group. This is the group that uh, went into a McDonald's in China and, and demanded a girl tell them what their number is so they can call her, and she refused, and a guy uh, killed her. Wow. Claiming she was a demon. Uh, these people frequently uh, beat and torment people and force them to join their cult. So the outside, beautiful, wonderful, they sound holy. Inside man, just like this verse, emptiness, lust of the flesh, lewdness, and evil. Wow. And how sad, Nathan, and this is why we're finding that and I think the Lord for the movement of Calvary Chapel, we're not perfect, but one of the things that we encourage people to do is to look through the Bible, find a place where they're teaching you the Bible, preferably chapter by chapter, verse by verse, or at least are they teaching you sound doctrine, because we find, again, there's so much deception. And I have to say, I love certain aspects of media and technology and social media, but there's another aspects of places like YouTube that they, it's just a, a haven for so much of this false doctrine and false teaching, Nate. Excellent point. Yeah, I just read the, any of the comments on YouTube. YouTube is filled with angry people with uh, unfiltered comments. It's a real shame. Great outreach opportunity, but also a, it, just, it brings the, the hatred and the, the, yes. the lewdness out in people. A lot of folks can post videos, and, and they equally seen with every other video out there that's actually teaching the gospel. So I believe you're right, man. The best way to really understand the Bible is go by verse by verse, take a little interpretation, right. base your interpretation on the context, not on what you want it to say, let the Bible speak for itself. And Calvary Chapels have done a wonderful job of that. I think the Lord has blessed the Calvary Chapel movement for taking that approach to studying the Bible. Well, Nathan, and we do have to uh, make it a point because we're noticing that the days are getting darker. I mean, we talked about people coming, talking with great, uh, swelling, yet empty words, and, and even in politics, right, Nate? And uh, we just elected a new president uh, a day ago, well, actually a few hours ago, really. <laughs> and, and I'm still tired from saying <laughs> But we're telling people, listen, you cannot... Uh, uh, just go by what people say, whether it's presidents or government. We need to follow what the Bible has to say. What does Jesus have to say? 
because there's a lot of empty promises, a lot of great swelling words, a lot of people that speak very nicely. But when it comes time to deliver, Nate, you would agree, that's really where they're lacking short, right? It's true. And the, this particular section of Second Peter 2 doesn't describe just the false prophets, but those who believe them. Those, you know, exactly. They've been given the truth of the gospel. They, they know the Bible, but they run after what the false prophets teach instead. And that's a terrible time. Uh, Hezekiah, uh, Father Ahaz, his generation, and was warned about that. Uh, Micah, if you read the book of Micah, the minor prophet, uh, they were lambasted because they loved to hear what the false prophets were teaching. Yes. And they wanted to believe that rather than the truth. And this is how Peter compares them. They're a dog who goes back to its own vomit, mm. and a pig who's been washed goes back into the mud. Man, we have a beagle, and she loves to get washed. She runs around the house all happy. But <laughs> ten minutes later, she's out in the backyard rolling around it in filth. And you're like, what? What? And that's how people are who reject the gospel. Yes. They want to go back into the world and be polluted because they love the lie. Wow, what a great point. And Nathan, that's why also lifestyle does matter, Nate, right? You would agree that how we behave, uh, people don't just care what we say, but they're looking at our lives. And here, I mean, the Bible calls these individuals dogs, right? And pigs. <laughs> yeah, which are two animals that were detested in, in the Bible, the Old Testament pigs being considered unclean, and dogs weren't quite domesticated like they are today. Right? They were wild and dangerous. So these are two animals that were looked well down upon by the Israelites. And that's what Peter makes the comparison to, the people who reject the truth of Jesus and instead embrace the lie that they know isn't true. Mm. And I mean, the, the, the word in there might sound strong, but it's a reality. I mean, the, the way that certain people live their lifestyles and behaves, it's really sad. And when we have that filtering into the church, filtering into Christianity, then people wonder, what is the difference between you and the world? And here Peter is saying, guys, we need to be careful. We need to do our homework. We need to see uh, the fruits behind these so-called prophets. And then we need to discern uh, what is who they, they really are. Uh, so, Nathan, I, I, um, I was going to buy a private jet, but I... I no, I'm just kidding. Big <laughs> dollar? Uh, I was going to change it to Vic Money. I thought it might be a little... No. <laughs> but, your money. Your money. But, but isn't that, Nathan, the reality that people today, uh, they really need to pray that God would show them the truth. And, uh, you know, Jesus was the greatest example, Nathan, right? He lived a life yeah. that was true, that was holy. And he even went to the cross for proclaiming the truth. And this is why, as Christians, God has set us apart especially in such a time like this. We don't know the future of America, right, Nathan? We're entering into a new era. And I believe the church really needs to have discernment these days and how to live and how to reach the lost. Amen. Amen. You know, Nate, I know we only have about a minute left of the program, but one of the things that we do want to do is to encourage those that are watching and those that are listening that our only hope is Jesus Christ. Our only hope for America. And we want to encourage those that are watching and listening. Again, if you haven't trusted in Christ, well, Nathan Jones, he has that evangelist heart. And he will share with you right now how you can start that relationship with the Lord, no matter where you are, so that you too would have the assurance of salvation and um, be protected from the lies of the enemy. So, Nate, would you be able to talk to that person on the other side that maybe doesn't have a relationship with the Lord? how they can come to Christ right now. Well, 
Jesus Christ died for your sins. He's the true deal. He's the Son of God, the perfect man and God combined into one. And Jesus came because God wanted to interact with man and show him his love face to face. And in doing so, Jesus gave his life as a sacrifice, the perfect man for the imperfect people, you and me. And Jesus died on the cross so that when we put our faith and trust in him, then we too are saved. Our sins are forgiven, and the punishment that was meant for us, which is hell, was put on Jesus Christ. Mm. So if you pray from your heart, dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. We know that Jesus will do that because he has promised that he will forgive you of your sins and you'll have a new life in him. That is the truth of the Bible. That is the gospel. Woo! Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. That is fantastic. And listen, I know we're all coming to the close of the program, but maybe you just trusted in Jesus. We would love to hear from you. We would love for you to call us, 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME. Or you can also write to us at 1000 Foster Road, Hallandale, Florida, 33009. And we would love to send you a Bible and congratulate you on your relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, Nathan Jones, this has been such an amazing portion of Scripture. And I want to thank you so much, my brother, for once again proclaiming the truth of the gospel with us here on today's program. Thanks for having me on, brother. Awesome. I pray you have an awesome week. And again, for those of you that are tuned in, our lines will remain open if you need a prayer. 305-992-9537. We've come to the end of this segment of the program. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. And you guys have an incredible week. Have a great day.